Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Alright, my G, what are we talking about today? I think this is one of those weird ones. It's weird how... Actually, hi everyone, before I just jump in directly, but... Um, welcome to the final episode of the season, um, of this season, season 10. What are you doing? No, you know how the lights behind me is, I'm trying yes. to make my face show some light, but the light is coming from behind, from behind. So it's fine, it's, it's fine. Showing. I'm doing the I'm, same thing. I'm, I'm trying to dodge the lights to get my Mine is worse exposure as well, so. higher. Oh, please. Is, you can't, you're not going to stay in one place all through the episode and we're not recording a video for this, so can we... Stop. Yeah, but I just wanna. Yeah, just try. I'm going to turn off your video because you're distracting. Okay, I'll just <laughs> turn off my video to myself. Oh, okay. Better. Yeah. All right. Um. So what was I saying? Yeah. We're Hello, everybody. In, yeah. So we're working. We're in the fine. You said you wanted to get water. Why are you holding juice or yogurt or whatever that is? Milk. Milk. Wow. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, because I have water with breakfast, so it's fine. Great combination. Um. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, we're on the What's last wrong with milk. There's nothing wrong. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Can we carry on? Yeah, you're, you're the one that was dragging Side on milk. <laughs> Wait, check your volume levels. Where, where are you at? 50%? Yeah, about, yeah, too low. No, no, no. It was too high, but... Yeah, I'm no, no more, no more... Uh... Okay. Maybe it's just my earliest earphones I'm using. Okay, guys, Um, as you can tell, and you can feel the vibe, it's the final episode of the season. I'm also recording in a different venue, a first venue today. So if you hear any slight background noises, those are my nephews and nieces going ham and crazy in the house or people trying to sort themselves out. So that would be a nice the, context. I know, right? It's part of the vibes. Yeah. Vibe one, in the background. One of them might bust into the room because um, she might want to use the TV. Not use the TV, but yeah, she might want to say hello and then she'll see me recording and then she'll be like, oops, and then she'll go away. So we'll find out if that happens. She's, she's come say hi to everybody. Oh, please, no. <laughs> she wants to well she never doesn't listen to the podcast she's nine so um but anyways guys welcome to the final episode of the season it's been I'll a raise long... them up early <laughs> sorry carry on carry on carry on yeah um welcome to the final episode of the season it's it's been a long one uh because we did something else this time around we decided to do 20 episodes based on the format so it means we've been on this vibe for 20 weeks is that what that means yes third in january oh wow you know it didn't feel like that maybe because we never we never really stop <laughs> so it's like it's just for me that oh yeah if you think about it we're still on that same season because for me it's just we never really stopped in any episodes except that period when you're wrapping up your what was happening no no you were moving um so we kind of like went quiet for longer than we would and i did more monologues than i probably would on a normal season but anyways um let's let's talk about the episode i think we'll do this whole mumbo jumbo in a different episode but what do you mean a recap what are we doing is are we doing a recap or are you saying what did you say then let's talk about what let's talk about self-awareness part two. Oh, oh i I heard the episodes so oh, I, I oh no no like... <laughs> well it's like <laughs> that is not what we're prepared for bro um no i was saying like so we'll do all the mumbo jumbo later on right on a different episode because this episode is not a thank you episode this is like an actual on-season episode 
but it's just the last one. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we talked about self-awareness the last time around. Um, an episode that we both were a bit on the fence about because of the circumstances around recording it. Um, I don't know if you guys could tell, but Wally's energy was, was a bit low that day, to be fair. Um, but it still tapped and made sense. Maybe I've just drawn your attention to something you didn't notice, but it's one of those things. Nah, um, I, noticed, I watched the video on Instagram today. I was, I was even looking dead. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, that's one. I feel like... I was, I was okay. looking so dead. Obviously, because so I think... <laughs> Obviously, because that was the beginning of the episode. I think later on in the episode, you did like perk up a bit. I was down that day, man. I can't remember why, but I know I was down that day. Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of context around that. But yeah, you definitely were not on your top energy levels. But you had just come back from Portugal, I think, and then um, you were traveling and there was all of that happening. Um, But I think even because obviously all the episodes, all the clips you picked were from the beginning of the episode. So don't worry, the rest of the two are like that as well. And then my, <laughs> <laughs> just in case you're thinking it's good to get better, it's not. So. Even even me picking this one, just like yep, take first one I see, take, take, yeah. take, take. Yeah, yeah. So guys, if you notice, we posted the first video today. Usually we'll post them on the day the episode drops, but like five days. So I guess we tried 19 episodes consistency, and then the last one just a bit like iffy. Um. Yeah, but, now it makes sense why we take breaks because even <laughs> though we wanted to do twenty week low cost, yeah, episode um season, there are pros and cons to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the easy pros are that we gave you guys more content, variety of content, variety of um conversations as well, mm. and the cons to it is obviously we experimented, we pause our guests guest uh, approach which we're going to bring back next year next season don't worry um, but we'll just pause that deliberately and we had to also the other cons are that yeah we just couldn't stop we just kept going going and going and going not a break um but again the idea was to take 20 weeks for for 20 episodes and have a longer break and then come back again <laughs> um but i think this one was good because it's good timing that we that you're also around because then when we strategize for season 10, um, we can then do something different given that we are strategizing in person together, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and we also have a lot of things planned for season 10. I know we said every, every season, but this one we actually do because we're changing a lot of things now. Says Wally. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's I think there are things that you, you definitely agree with anyway, yeah. or you've already agreed with. So it's nothing like that is shocking. Mm. Um I mean I went for one wild change when I messaged you about the name, but Yeah. That's <laughs> but that not was probably too wild. Yeah. Um That's not happening. Yet. <laughs> I don't see we you know how long anyway, it will be fine. Carry on. Um but yeah, so obviously this I'm I'm actually doing a recap now in a weird way, but we definitely saw some insights from the 20 episode season, insights from listening behavior, insights from our way of making the podcast work, insights from obviously the survey, the Yellow Pill Junkies campaign, and insights from also just how we can maintain energy levels and topic levels as well. Um, so that's pretty good. So it was a good experiment. I'm glad we did. And then we'll let you guys know what next season is going to look like, whether we stay the same way or we're going to flip up the structure again. We'll let you guys find out. We are going to 
release some content on YouTube, which is from very good, deep content on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. And that'll be YouTube exclusively. So we'll be appealing to you guys to subscribe to our YouTube. And when the time comes, and we're going to start with some kind of content specifically for the fact that we are we'll also being together in the same space for a while. And that will go on our YouTube. And that probably would be a way to kickstart perhaps season 10. Um, but that's, as I said, that won't that be a podcast episode. That will just be a YouTube episode exclusively in person. So we can't wait, can't wait to work on that. And make you guys see that. Toby's looking like, how's this gonna work? How's it gonna work? How's it gonna work? <laughs> <That's my own. laughs> yeah, I always tell I always tell people that, you know, you're the one that comes with the crazy ideas on the podcast. I mean, I'm just there like, well, we'll figure out how best to do it. <laughs> so like, yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll get to that. Um we said we're gonna announce the winners of the Yellow Beach Junkies. Have you picked? No, no, no. That would be like in the in the offseason. Uh, in the recap episode okay um but actually i've not picked it for today but i'll pick after this call so we can announce it next episode um but what All we right. do is we'll send we announce would we'll, i'll send them the email first we'll announce it don't worry next yeah. episode announce the next yeah. episode i'll pick that for this episode yeah all right cool 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 all right let's 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 jump into this so as i was saying you know um it was an episode that we approached in a very slightly different way um number one due to circumstances number two you know due to the topic itself um and listening back to it you know i think my sister was giving me feedback you know when she listened and you know some of the insights she shared about what she got from the episode were quite shout out to her man yeah um you know because she also saw the behind the scenes of us preparing for it so um but yeah, she, she pointed out something that I don't think we necessarily like thought we were talking about. But I think if I'm going to reshare it in in like quick terms, you know, she mentioned how for her, you know, the internal and external self-awareness distinction helped us see how like connected to empathy in a kind of way. So like have empathy for what people are feeling based on, I guess, what you've done, not what you've done, but essentially you do something and you have an idea of why you've done it. But you're assuming that the person has that same context. Um, and they might have a different context, which might mean they might interpret what you've done differently. So I think it's just a different way of understanding the fact that um, people interpret intentions and actions very differently. So another framework that might go in our books of <laughs> of frameworks. Um, but we tried to find a movie for this, and one of our do you want to talk about that? Like one of our our listeners recommended something. Oh for yeah. Us to watch. Um, yeah, let me give me a shout out actually. Yeah. Give me a shout out, a worthy shout out, because the movie was actually a great movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm not going mm-hmm. to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so shout out to Victor. Um, Victor DM'd me on Insta, just recommending a movie titled Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. And I'd never heard of the movie before, Same. even though the actors, Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams were quite familiar. Yeah. And obviously Victor did say that, he did, he did, he did caveat that the movie may not um fit it's, into self-awareness but he found some self-awareness part mm. in the in the in the episode where two, two people were reflecting on a relationship that happened years before and you know he triggered the guy's perspective when he wrote the novel mm. um 
But yeah, I found it a very good movie because it was telling two stories at once in a way. Yeah. But it's also one of those movies where you just can't predict Oof. Yeah. what's going to happen. Still confused about the ending. I wanted to Google it, but I'm like, well, little child said I'm cheating. So No, I I, the ending too was confusing for me when yeah. he stood up. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, is he alive or what? Well, he's alive because he sent her emails, but like, what was the point? Like, was he trying to prove a point? And it feels like she realized the point he was trying to prove, but for me, it was just really weird. Um, I don't know what point he was trying to prove. I mean, I don't know what point he was trying to prove. Yeah. Like, I, I'm actually, I'll, after this call, I actually just go Google and see what he means because it was a weird, it was a weirdish ending. Um. Yeah, yeah, so we also watched another movie. Um, Perks of Being a Wallflower. And what we realized perhaps is in both movies, it's hard to find a movie where self-awareness is... The core. The core, anyway. So shout out to Victor for the recommendation. It's a good movie to watch. Um, I encourage anybody to go watch that movie, Nocturnal Animals. Somebody's calling me. Give me one second. Might be my delivery driver. All right. Thank you. No worries. So what do we want to do? Because I'm like, both movies didn't necessarily like talk about self-awareness in that way. I don't know if there's any other points we wanted to like beat upon based on I the mean, episode. We could find self-awareness in a way in terms of little bits of the mo- each movie. But I think that I think that's just because self-awareness is like a normal human activity there's just a level of variation among different people mm. so it's not as if like each movie doesn't contain self-awareness because it's a concept that you find in every human being's interaction maybe not every but many yeah it's just a case of some have it higher than others yeah and perhaps which is another thing that maybe made the episode hard for me to actually uncover non-cover unpack because I was wondering, is self-awareness is it an action? Is it, is it, a, is, is it a action? Is it a physiological trait? So like, is it just part of consciousness? Mm. Or is it a skill? Yeah. If it's a skill, is it a skill that's built through action? So like, perhaps maybe, what, what is it exactly as an entity? Mm. That is one thing that I realized we did not distinguish because yeah, it mm. doesn't make sense because if I say you spoke about internal and external self-awareness last episode and I was talking about how for the internal, well, I can be aware of how I'm feeling when someone says certain things to me that might trigger me in a certain way. Yeah. Right, but that ability to be to be aware of how I'm feeling of myself is that is that me thinking that is that is that something that is void until I take the action to think about it? Mm. Is that something that is just default because I have a brain that can do that by its innate ability, mm. or is that like a skill whereby one person is possible that one person can have zero self-awareness yeah and they have to do it once today before it gets mm. better tomorrow and the next and the next and the next yeah 
I guess what could be interesting is because, you know, I think this reminds me of the points that I was um, in one of the articles where it was like, you know, um, 95% of the people think that they are self-aware, but, you know, only 10 to 15 really are. So the question is, what does it mean to be, like, what, what does not being self-aware actually look like? You know, and I'm trying to think about it's like, because even when we talk to people, we, um, you know, we talk about, oh, we like people that are self-aware and things like that. So for me, I think if I'm going to, without Googling, because I, I saw the thing you shared about how um, the internet and all of these things has stopped deep thinking because we always try to seek the exact answer by looking for it. Ah, uh, yeah. Right there. Yeah, so let's try. <laughs> um, so for me, I think a lack of self-awareness is it more regulates on the external parts right the fact that you're not accounting for what whatever it is you're doing the effect it has on other people i think i think that's what people refer to as a lack of self-awareness right so it's that you've done something um but then you're not like someone has taken what you've done as xyz but you you don't see it as that so it's almost like you have no emotional response or no responsibility towards, like you feel like you have no responsibility or you're acting like you have no responsibility towards what your actions or intentions or whatever has done to someone else. And so you keep going like that and then you're now a bit surprised when the person is reacting this kind of way. I think maybe isn't, that's what. Isn't that because the external self-awareness only matters when interaction is with somebody else? And that's the only time another person can identify that action skill or traits of self-awareness as something that you're lacking because it impacts them or involves them where they can see it. Because people cannot read minds, right? Yeah. So if for the external, going back to the example we gave mm. in episode part one, where we said that if I'm somebody who's very detail-oriented, yeah, and I'm picking on details in the PowerPoint in my team. Mm. I can come across as an as an annoying dickhead, mm. right? And the external self-awareness there is me knowing that my detailed orientedness can come across as that when I'm yeah. doing certain things. Mm. But the reason why somebody else in my team point that out is because that instance is also affecting them. Yeah. But if someone tells me something, someone in my team tells me, oh, I think the way you, the way, the way you pick out on our transition to slide or animations or our bullet points are too pointless. And I get really defensive. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what's making me defensive? Why am I defensive? That's my own internal self-awareness that they would not have any privy to. They can't, they're not in that mental debate i'm having about why i'm reacting that way yeah because they're not part of it yeah so it's no more for the point is it's no more for people people's comment on yourself i want it's no more when it's a it's an event that involves them yeah so in other words you're saying like um people can only comment on your external self-awareness not your internal one right yeah because they can't see the internal right yeah fair and you know you know going back to the question so that we don't lose it like what i was asking was you know how do you like what does the lack of self-awareness looks like look like and what i seem to have described is what a lack of external self-awareness looks like 
Because even when you then Google it, um, the answer and you know what it says is that if you lack self-awareness, chances are you're unable, unable to empathize with others. So there's that othering there where it has to involve someone else because the only way you can identify a lack of it is... Well, actually, so there's two answers in that. So number one, it's obvious that it involves others. But I think internally, it then just means that the emotions you're able to control within yourself are not necessarily connecting because you don't have that self-awareness, right? You get. So it's like you lack empathy, number one, because you don't know what your actions you're not seeing what your actions are doing to other people, but you're not even asking yourself the question of what are my actions doing? Is that empathy? What? Like thinking about what your actions are doing to other people. Well, that's one part of empathy, right? But also just again, seeing how I thought, people... I thought empathy was the ability to feel what others feel. Yeah. But isn't that a subset of thinking of what you actually, because what your actions are doing to other people is causing a feeling. And then if you're able to feel or not feel what your actions are doing, then that's a part of empathy. So I think it's 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 connected or it's still within the same. Like one is a bigger umbrella and one is under it. Do you get? So empathy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's try and just go through both movies and just 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 for the sake of following the cinema. Is it cinema therapy? therapy? Trend. Yeah, yeah, before we do another. All right. Which one should we start from? Um either. You let me know. Um all right, we, we can bounce between the two of them and I guess we can make the title whatever. And we won't do a plot in this one in a way because it's really, I can give it, I, yeah, I don't want us to read the plots in that sense. But anyways, the first one was Nocturnal Animals. Honestly, I, as I was watching the movie, I was, I was texting a friend that like, you know, the friend was telling me how they don't like watching movies that are anxiety inducing. So I have a bunch of friends that typically... <laughs> Typically, Your friends are so interesting. Man. I know, like, like, but to be fair, there, there's a common trait between all of them. Um, some of them are like people that have intense lives already. Like they're doctors, they have to do like, you know, they're always stuck in that. They're in those situations where they have to deal with like a lot of emergencies and stuff. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so for them, whenever they come back and their their choice of entertainment is things that actually entertain them because yeah, yeah, it, yeah, they don't want to be jumpy, distracting. Exactly. So. Anyways, uh, the president, I think we are talking earlier, before I even watched the movie about how the kinds of movies they like to watch and why they choose to watch like certain kinds of movies. And then as I was watching the movie, you know, this wasn't a horror movie, but bro, like I think 20 minutes in, this is Nocturnal Animals, 20 minutes in, I was, especially during that car scene, from the start of that car scene to the end of that car scene, I was like, what is going on? Like... I don't know if you felt the same way, but you know, there are horror movies where they're trying to do jump scare moments, like something random comes out, something screams, some scary face comes. Yeah. And then there's movies where you're watching something that could actually happen in real life and you're just feeling the stress of that situation. There's no high impact music. It's just conversation. And I was like, yeah, that movie definitely took me through through the the ringer. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, so the movie, uh, I guess, honestly, it's even hard to connect the plots to what we were actually watching because it was bouncing between two things. So, I'll talk about yeah, how... Yeah, two storylines. I think story the storyline of the novel has nothing to do with, or maybe it has nothing, but... We don't know. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, Victor mentioned that there was a metaphor there in the, in the story reflecting back, but I, Victor, I don't think I <laughs> saw yeah, no it. Um, yeah. Maybe it's just my lack of cinematic brilliance apologies bro <laughs> yeah so for me i i think obviously so there's a woman um she there's parts of the story i connected to that wasn't necessarily self-awareness but there's a woman she 
in her early days or growing up or whatever, she met a guy that, again, according to her parents and according to the life that she lives, she's pretty up, upper classy, pretty an ambitious woman, but she met a guy that in his own right was ambitious, but didn't fit into the ambition levels of, I guess, her own circles, right? So um, he wanted to be a writer and whatnot. And I think her mom wanted her to like, like she was like, yeah, you can stay with this guy and like hang with him and whatnot, but you should marry someone else, like someone that, that is on your level. And she took offense at that statement and all of that. And I'm almost like, look, you're going to end up hurting this guy because you will get to a point and realize that he's not enough for you. And, you know, in her head, she's like, you know, um, this is what I don't like about you, blah, blah, blah. I want to be like independent. Well, anyways, so anyways, so we get to this point of the story like later on in the episode. And again, it's not about self-awareness, but I'm just saying it's a part I connected with in a small in an interesting kind of way but anyway she she stays with a guy and i think at the end of the day her mom was right you know she starts to feel like he's not ambitious enough like she's trying to get him to do stuff but you know he's very focused on this book that he's writing she's not sure if he's going to be successful she starts getting worried about her future um and then in her class she runs into this what you call the typical guy she's supposed to be with and you know we can call it self-awareness and realizing that okay this is actually this is an issue and this is who I want to be with or I can't be with this guy as much as I love him or whatnot. And so she leaves her, I guess, true love and goes to this other guy. Um, and at the beginning of the story, we can already see how the relationship with the other guy is not... Like, they have everything. They have, they have the house. The, she's doing well. He seems to be doing well, although there's an element about his business or whatever he's doing, like no, failing. he's doing well. Yeah. He's just, anyways, just trying to do more as every rich person is trying to do. To do, yeah. One statement that happened at that beginning where um he's about to go for a business meeting that is pretty important. And he's like, they're saying goodbyes. Like he's going to miss something. Like he's tr- he's working on the weekend when they should have planned something. And he's like holding her face, being trying to be romantic and be like, Oh, we need this. And you know, or she, she wishes him good luck and he's like, Yeah, we need this. And she's like, No, you need this. Um, I found that like a very interesting, you know. Oh yeah, because it's a classic case of um a couple where one person is doing something which involves a trade-off between prioritizing the partner, prioritizing their like business, a, yeah, or their work, and then prioritizing their work, justify it by saying it's for us, it's for me and you, so that mm. we can get better. But then, actually, it's just for them. Mm, yeah. I guess that's some self-awareness piece going on. Like, you know, in the things that you're doing, are you thinking about the real reason why you're doing them? Or do you no, think... But I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's that deep. I think he just... He knows that he's doing it for him. But he's trying to... But he's yeah. just using... Just saying, the, just saying that because that's better to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask that, you know, maybe like, is that a situation where someone just deliberately knows what they're doing, but they're using words to play on, on, you know, the situation and then somebody else calls them out on it. Because then obviously that can get, if you're not, ah, maybe this is the self-awareness point. So if if someone says that to you, and I guess maybe not self-awareness, maybe just emotional intelligence, like to know exactly what's happening in that situation, but you then take on that feeling of, Oh yes, I shouldn't be feeling bad because this person is actually working for us. She gets. Yeah, but so this is this is why the self awareness topic I, I never liked it in the first place. Because <laughs> Who suggested this? Is it me? 
No, no, no. It's, I'm not. I'm not calling yeah. out the idea of talking about it. It's a good challenge to discuss. But my mm. point is, in what you just said now, self awareness is just just highlighting. So it's just attention to something. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, how I see it is in any kind of decision making, sense making process, which is perhaps the the origin of my thesis, PhD is. You have three main, three main abstracted phases mm. phase one is attention awareness knowledge but that's information is received information is seen information is observed information is perceived perhaps a short stage and this is the same with every intelligent ai tool right so this, yeah. um, um, smart cars every intelligent ai every ai that is an intelligent agency has, has the same um, process. F- yeah. Phase one is attention slash impute. Phase two for the human sense is understanding, sense making. In the AI sense, it's decision engine. State three from the human sense slash AI sense, decision making slash action mm. in everything, right? In everything we do, right? So yeah. I'm walking down the road. I see traffic light. Red tells me. Stop. I see stop. My brain already knows red means stop. Mm. I stop. My action is to stop. That's a very common thing. So the, sh- the time cycles between each of those parts are shorter. Yeah. If someone says, oh, come on, buy this bag for two pounds. Yeah. This is not everyday occurrence, which means I've heard the bag is two pounds. I've seen the person saying to me, that's information. My, my sense-making period is then longer because, okay, I'm evaluating, do I want this bag, all of that. And then I, I make a decision. My point is, these examples is, self-awareness in this context is only, for my opinion, about part A, attention. Mm. But attention to yourself as the input and output. Mm. Everything that happens after that in terms of making sense of stuff is there maybe like an internal debate decision process, your decision as, a, engine. as a result of self-awareness? Yeah. So maybe, so you're saying self-awareness is sort of like how much input are you able to take in or account for in your decision-making process? Yeah, in your decision in yourself. engine. So how much yeah. can you, I, I think for me, I understand it as if I realize that someone's someone making me upset, because they actually smile at me in a certain weird way. Yeah. Me thinking about why they make me upset. If I think about it and I make sense of it, I'm already self-aware because I've already spotted that I'm upset because of these things. Mm. So you can say self-awareness. Okay, yeah. And maybe this, maybe this something I should, I should also say as well is in those three phases I pointed out, the three phases of attention slash awareness, sense-making decision, oftentimes the first two can be interlocking. So you can you can have attention and make sense of things at the same time. Mm. And at times you can also make sense of things after in a bid to get attention again. So you can also have mm. a recurring um cycle in that. Yeah. I wish I had a blackboard or something to explain <laughs> this. But yeah. So my it's, point is even even in this case as well. Yeah. <laughs> even in yeah. this case as well. Um self-awareness to me is still a phase whereby you can still have that sense making in your internal internal brain 
Why is everybody calling me right now? Or like three missed calls. Anyway, yeah. Um, you, you can see of like your internal sense sense making when you feel, when somebody upsets you through a certain word. Yeah, that's the part of self awareness. But anything before the decision making, so anything after decision making, mm. is no more about self awareness in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. But one thing you may have mentioned that 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 stood out to me and actually connects to two things. One thing that I said and one thing that you said. Um, but let's start for what you said about the, the the distance between, you know, the inputs and sort of like the action and, you know, how sometimes it might happen at the same time, you know, is because I'm not thinking about people that are impulsive where something happens and they react immediately, right? And sometimes they're reacting with not processing the inputs properly. They're only processing yeah. what the input has done to them. Like, so you said something about someone says something that makes you angry. Yeah, now yeah. instead of focusing and thinking about oh why is this making me angry you focus on the emotion that i am already angry and then yeah. you act you act on the anger as opposed to sort of like thinking about okay why is it that i'm angry yeah. and that's because exact. you've skipped phase two mm. in a way you've jumped from phase one to impute output you've jumped or impute feeling you've jumped from that to action action but you skip the decision engine sense making understanding phase which is, which is often the most mm. complex biggest phase mm. right in fact in my mm. thesis that's like 80 yeah. percent of the actual bulk of work mm. from cios as opposed to the 20 and so 10 and 10 and on both ends so it's not it's not about it's not about ident it's not about the information gathering right it's not about the inputs it's, it's always a, about the sense-making and understanding mm, the self wait, because wait. that is why your second thought is always what matters the most. Not the, mm, not, not the first thought. This. Yeah, in the racist example. Um, so, um, no, no, so, so the question I'm going to ask now is that, but even when you're thinking about it in both emotions and thinking about it on your PhD level, is there a point where you're acting on too little information and so you definitely still need to expand your inputs? Like, so what's... It's a very good point, yes. What you're identifying. Yes, so you can definitely be at a point where you need more information. Hmm. Right. You need more information to make sense of things further because you can get stuck. Right? Yeah. So typically when, when, when you have a breakdown or when you have a, an ability to make sense of things, you're either facing complexity, uncertainty, ambiguity, and if equivocality. And mm. different between all four, God, I hope I remember this, is <laughs> complexity is when you have too many parts working together that mm. just do not, you cannot, you cannot compute in your brain. Mm. Right. So that's, that's like someone places me in a, and someone sends me to traffic TFL London and says, okay, we have a railway system that's broken. Fix this railway system. That's too complex. Too many things. Mm. So that one, I have all the information perhaps, but it's just too many things mm. for me to make sense of, right? Mm. Mm. So that one, I'll probably need expertise as help to understand. Okay. Because I need input on, from people who know better or mm. tools. Mm. Uncertainty is often when you don't have enough information. Mm. Right? So maybe someone says, okay, fix this problem with the trains, but then they haven't told you what where the, the trains are. They haven't okay. told you. So you don't have enough information. That's, that's, that's uncertainty, mm. right? Mm. Now, equivocality and ambiguity are usually tied together. It just means that you can have inform one information, 
but one can have many meanings. Mm. Mm. So you're not sure what each one means because you need to, you need to know what each thing means before you can proceed. To decide what to do. Decide, right. Yeah. So in the context of what you just said, That's, it is uh, on that uncertainty where you don't have enough information. Yeah. And many times we find ourselves in positions whereby for everyday decision making, we take on things, make decisions without inform- enough information. Yeah. Some things because we already have shortcuts, we've done it before, we can Heuristics. infer, we can gamble, yeah. we can guess, we can use instinct, intuition, etc. Some we seek out more information, right? So yeah. we, we call that sense demanding. You mm. demand information from people, experts, yourself, time. Time, mm. time also gives you more information because you wait it out, mm-hmm. you store, you read more, whatever. Mm. And in the case of back to self-awareness, going, I'm going from the classroom a little bit, bring it back to the <laughs> podcast. Is, no, we love the class. We love the class. <laughs> is if you're somebody who is impulsive, then I can't really explain perhaps the psychological yeah. <sighs> causes of that. But from yeah. this framework we're using, clearly we are skipping the middle point of sense making or making it too short mm. because maybe there's maybe it's too complex to figure out on our own mm. maybe we are used to no need, needing information before we act mm. or no used to not, not needing wanting information before we act yeah so that way you're likely to make a bad decision because you don't have all the all the all the all the information but sometimes it could be good information because some people already have experience of something that they can be impulsive in the moment, do something, snap, snap, snap judgment, snap decision, and then they make a right choice. Yeah. But it's, but it's often like experts, like people who have done certain things a lot. This is what the guy talked about in his book called Blink. Yeah. I'm glad. Well, that's the, that's the entire premise. Yeah. Judgments that we make, that we don't, we make them without thinking too much about it, well, but they're often right. Yeah. 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 And again, that that's that's also links to Daniel Kahneman's thinking slow, fast brain, slow brain. That, that yeah, 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 yeah. You know, okay, cool. So we've sort of like touched on that a bit. That was a very nerdy session. Love that. Next, <laughs> the the next part, um, and he started to give me ideas about things that we can um, do. So even on like the YouTube or other formats of episodes, I think you know we've talked about this framework thing where. To be fair, we try to live the life through frameworks and it also helps us make sense of a lot of things and maybe yeah. these are things that we can take more time to break down. Like I've been writing, this is what I've been doing every time I listen to episodes and I see and I re- see that we reference a framework or whatnot, I try to just write it down and see what, what if we're going to write it down and turn it into something. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's a good yeah. show actually. So I've been doing that. I think I've done that for the last two episodes. If I listen back to other episodes, maybe it'll come up. But at least moving forward, every time we use a framework, I'll, I'll tag it and say it so that when I'm listening to the episode and I hear myself rambling on this way, I'll be like, okay, what has happened prior that this yeah, yeah, is yeah, to write yeah. down? So guys, we're using you and as you are enjoying our ne- being entertained. <laughs> But, but the next thing I was going to mention was the part about 
we talked about little information now let's talk about like information overload because this actually connects to the next movie um so guys we watched two movies you don't need to watch the two movies you can choose one of these but that's how we're not doing no, actually plot. they're both good movies i think yeah, probably in top five of all we've watched this this to season. be fair yeah in terms of what so, is um criteria of like unpredictable unpredictability and is that my criteria i didn't know that yeah no you mentioned it like i think you don't like stories that you can always tell what's going to happen like it's just the same old thing so oh yeah yeah, 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 that, yeah that's shocking so anyways um so back to this thing about information overload so the second movie we watched uh perks of being a wallflower there's the, the main character is a guy that seems like socially awkward it doesn't like the way they painted him is someone that has struggled in social situations and Someone that the family's worried about. Now we don't know why. Uh, we you kind of like make your assumptions that like, okay. It's no, I think the, I think they told us why at the start. Not at the really. End. At the at start. The end, not, yeah, at that's the what end, I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. So, so I'm saying we. we yeah, I'm saying I'm, at the start we don't know why. Um, and so we you make your assumptions as to okay, it's just a regular guy who's about to get into high school and he's just not good at making friends and whatnot. Um, but you can see in his interactions, he's someone who is he's not. Like, you know, people that are socially awkward are people that are usually not aware. They are not self-aware in a way of how to deal with themselves in social situations. But this guy seems to have the perks of someone that is deep in thought and can analyze things. And there's one part in the scene in the movie where one of the friends he eventually makes says, well, they're not friends at this point. They're about to be friends. But he says, you see everything. Right? Um... And the point I'm trying to make here is that, like, so this guy is someone, I'm not making any point, I'm just talking about the plus. <clears throat> so this guy is someone that is very aware, he sees everything, but he's, he's shy, he doesn't put himself out there as much. Um, but he's very, like, he's intentional about wanting to make friends. And so he takes steps. I think this is one movie where I'm like, you know, it was just a very, you connected the guy, to, to be fair. Like, he takes steps to, to try to make friends, you know, change his seats to sit down beside someone that he thinks is a bit warm and just, you know, goes with the flow. Like, and then they he gets a goes to they invite him to a party, they he gets stoned. And obviously when you're stoned, your filters drop. And so he he becomes this very interesting person, has very interesting thoughts and all of that. Like honestly, I can't even I can't do the, the movie justice by just talking about it because there's so many pieces to the different like the different acts in the movie and the different things. But the point I'm trying to make is that one of the things that he mentioned towards the end when he was talking to his doctor. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for people, but anyways, you should watch the movie before you listen to this. You know, he talked about how how can he make it stop the fact that he feels everybody's pain, right? So you know, he can see people and understand what they're going through, but he doesn't just only understand. He's he doesn't stop at understanding. He sees and feels the hurts. You understand? And why I want to connect it is that, um, you know, we talked about this thing of where do you draw the line between self awareness and overthinking. Um, and we're on this side of too much information. And when I was like in the previous episode, the woman that did the whole research thing, she talked about, she, she, missed, she listed some points about the ugly truth about introspection. So we can just, mm. you know, define that as what happens when you think too much. And she was like, you know, they've done, there's, there's a relationship between or research between the relationship between introspection and ha- happiness that people sometimes are less in control of their lives um when they introspect a bit too much right um and i think what she was trying to say or what that sort of like implies is that you know the more you spend your time thinking about thinking and mm. staying in these emotions the less in control you feel 
because yeah, you're, you're just stuck in this feeling thing, this analyzing thing, and it doesn't necessarily lead you to making any actions in that way. That's how I understood it. It might not be the right way, but the next thing they say is um, negative consequences increase with more introspection. Mm, explain. So I think that means, you know, if something bad has happened, right? There's a point where um, it's like law of diminishing returns. Like you can think about the bad thing that has happened to process and come out of that with what you need to do and next steps and whatnot. But there's a point where you spend thinking about that bad thing that has happened where that just becomes like, then beyond the bad thing that has happened and what has happened to it, you're then drawing out more negativity or more sort of like badness from that thing that has happened. So let, let's pick an example. Maybe someone does something that hurts you, right? So you can think about how you felt about being hurt and why the person did what they did to you and all of that and then reach a conclusion. But what happens when you don't reach a conclusion or you reach a conclusion, but you're still beating that horse to find out why, why, why did this person do this? I don't deserve this. Why is this person like this to me? Why is my boss like this to me all the time? And you don't reach any truth, but you still keep asking the question why. And so, okay, yes. So like you yeah, just keep digging. Digging and you keep, and like I said, you keep finding, you find more reasons. Like why, why? When you answer the first why, you answer the second why. And next thing, you're just deep in this negative emotion. You've not necessarily drawn any value of it. So it's like, you know. All right. I so want, the question now is now, when do you stop? When do you stop? Yeah, like essentially when it's like we've talked about lack of information or not having enough inputs. At what point is is input enough? <laughs> Can you then like decide to move forward to make a decision? That's a hard question. Yep. I don't think there's an answer to it. I think it's, it's a good it's, one though. Yeah. Thinking about it. I'm desperate to find not an answer but a direction. Hmm. That's a good question. When do you stop? Because I, I get the message there. You can be thinking about you've encountered a negative experience with somebody. Yeah, this happens to me. Yeah, this is, a, this is a good, it's actually a good, it's, this itself is a thesis because hmm. I've had interactions, perhaps minor. Okay, good example. A minor one. I was at the gym two days ago. There was a guy who was there was not just any guy. There was a black African-looking guy like myself mm. who was next to a machine. And I want to take the weight off the machine. Mm. And I asked him, oh, are you using the machine? Yeah. And his reaction was, it wasn't using my machine. He said no. He didn't, he wanted to say no, but he said no in a way whereby he dismissed me. Yeah. Oh, jeez, bro. Right. Every story, story as well. Finish. And then I was thinking, okay, negative emotion because I don't like being dismissed. So the flip <laughs> are you to dismiss me? Uh, My personality is not one that can take disrespect. I'm a happy guy for the most part, but disrespect, yeah, we don't yeah. go there. Um, so I thought, what the hell? But anyway, I took, I took my, my weights and left. And I kept thinking about it for like two seconds. Like, what does he think can do that? And I wish I can't retaliate to make him know that I'm not a pushover. Yeah. 
But I thought, does he realize what he's just done? What he's just yeah. done? Yeah. And I, and I've done something similar to other people without thinking deeply about it. Maybe it's just I'm, I'm playing music. I just do a reaction, not knowing. Mm. And I've gone to dig, as we're talking about, dig in different directions. Mm. But I stopped. But I, but I don't know why I stopped. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't remember why I stopped, but I stopped. Yeah. Now, that's a very simple example because this was just a, this was a five-second interaction at the gym. Yeah. Right. But, but there's some that have been deeper with people who they are in relationships with and they, they think mm. for longer. Some of some relationships might even just relationship with people at work. Some mm. are, some could even be more romantic or even deep for for days of heartbreak if it's the heartbreak is the case. Mm. But mm. question is mm. when do you stop? And across what kind of relationship do you does it dig in? Is digging okay? So if it's a stranger, acquaintance, mm. friend, colleague, mm. partner, when do you stop? Because all of them have a level of negative emotion. Yeah. And some insight that you can draw from it. But so do like, we say all negative emotions are the same? Maybe one is annoyance, frustration, one is hurt, betrayal. I think mm. they're all different. So again, probably depends on the emotion as well. Yeah. Yeah. So and when do you stop digging internally is a good question. I'm trying. To, I was. I was hoping saying that story would help me find the answer, the direction, but it still hasn't. Let me. Let me say. I hear that it hasn't. But go on. Yeah. Let me say my own story. Maybe it helps you see. So it's also a gym experience, and so I, I walked into so, the so, gym. Sorry. Before you yeah. go on, just let me caveat by saying this, everybody. Like, in the gym, <laughs> most people are actually very nice. Yeah. In the gym, eighty percent of people in the gym are nice. Mm-hmm. It's just turns out that a lot, a lot of times we talk about the gym. Is if is one in five months of an experience mm-hmm. that probably is never negative. So if you are there thinking that oh I want to go to gym but this is I'm not going to gym now no 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 stop it stop stop <laughs> wow. it stop it stop oh, wow. it. I see, I didn't even know where that we was shall not be the reason why you're not going to the gym. If yeah, you yeah. want to go to the gym, go. If you don't want to go, don't go. But don't say well and Toby. Yeah, I've experienced my negativity in the gym. I don't want to go in anymore. Uh, no, no, exactly. Because I think that's just finding excuses. Because life, it's pretty, yeah, no, it's, it's, pre- it's pretty much life. But anyway, so, so I walk into the gym and um, in the section where you drop your bags and like you know whatever, there, there's a there's a girl there and she's I don't even know what exercise she's doing, but she's had. Oh, wow, so your one, so your your antagonist is a woman. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So th- th- that's what shocked me because typically, like you know. Anyways, so so she's doing that, and I I I don't I don't acknowledge I don't say hi or hello because even if it's a face because you know obviously when you start going to a gym consistently some faces become familiar basically if you're going at the same time so yeah, this is I this is some, my colleagues exactly so th- this is someone that I had seen multiple times but and I'd even seen interacting with someone that I know but for me I I kind of like just draw lines and draw boundaries I didn't really say anything but I didn't act cold but I also didn't seek warmth in yeah. that whatever. So I, you know, I change and then I go my own way. And then I'm looking for dumbbells, right? Um, and I find one, but I need, I, I want to warm up. So I need a weight that is a bit lower than that to start. And so I'm looking around and people do this thing where they don't return stuff to, to the racks. Yep. So, and this gym is large, but I spot and I see a, a pair of dumbbells in a corner. Is this in Ghana or here? In Ghana, in Ghana, not okay. here. In Ghana. So I walk up to the dumbbells and I see some guy standing next to them. And I ask him, hey, mate, are you using this? He's like, oh, no, no. And then I carry the dumbbells and I go. And then I'm sort of like doing my lunges. 
But then from the corner, it's a large gym, but again, I'm aware of what's going on. So from the corner of my eye, I spot this girl and it's obvious she's looking for something. And my brain immediately calculated that, oh, I think she's looking for the dumbbells that she might have been using. So she's walking, she's looking around, she's, she looks a bit irritated. So I catch her eye and I'm like, oh, are you, were you using these? Right, because she wasn't sure where the dumbbells had gone. So I caught her eye and I actually drew her attention. But was she next to the dumbbells when you took them? She wasn't. She wasn't. You understand? But the way she was walking and the direction she was coming from, it was where I picked the dumbbells from. So I had a feeling that, like I just intuitively knew. Right, 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 right. So that intuition, I, I, so I locked eyes with her so that she knows that, okay, this is where your dumbbells went, right? And then I didn't ask her, oh, were you still using these? And then she's like, you know I was using them. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't stop there it doesn't stop them she was like you know i was using them and you still took them please take them back to where you picked them from Uh (laughs) i was like i was like first of all like i didn't know you were using them and i asked who was there and it is you know this we just turned around and walked there and she was walking like expecting that I'll carry the dumbbells. <laughs> Bro. Ah, no, no. So to be fair, like I, in that moment, I'm like, I'm more ready for drama. I was already having like a interesting kind of day and I came to the gym to let oh that out. So, I don't know what to say. See, bro. So I, I carried the dumbbells and I dropped them where I found them because where I found them again, like I said, she wasn't close to it, but she was expecting that me. I don't know what that was she was expecting, but she walked all the way to wherever she was. I think she had done lunch. She was like, you know, people are doing lunches and they would do the whole lunch and they drop them. Then she walked back to her phone and left the dumbbells there. How am I supposed to know? Like, it's a freaking big-ass gym, right? So she had walked all the way back. I mean, I dropped the dumbbells where I found them. I didn't even look. I just went back to what I was doing. And then, but I, just, I was just thinking, like, I was in the negative. Like, I was, I was like, the F1 tree, like, who, who the hell do you think you are? Like, out there to, because obviously I look younger than I am and whatnot, but this is not even anything about age. It's just about decency and, like, what do you mean I knew you were using it? And even if I knew and I took it away, like, who, nobody has, like, you can share things, right? Just because I took it far away from you. And the fact is that I think she, she assumed that when I looked at her, like, I, I don't know, maybe just, I don't know what she thought, but whatever was going on, it felt, it felt like because maybe I got there. I didn't really, I, I, she was next to me when I was kind of like getting ready and maybe she felt like, I, okay, I can her presence or whatnot. And then I deliberately went to pick her dumbbells. Maybe to, I don't know what she was thinking, but it was just a very weird interaction. And I was like, I'm not really, like I, I thought about, and I felt bad a bit because typically I, I was mad, right? Which is why, like I dropped the, I, yeah, I delib- that is annoying. I've not, yeah. that is times 10 of everything I've experienced. <laughs> yeah. Like, Cause, cause I, I, I didn't went to, cause when I dropped the dumbbell, I dropped the dumbbells angry, like, and I deliberately didn't take them to where she was standing. If it was any normal person, if the person was nicer, I, I would have been nicer to the whole interaction, right? Cause again, like, so for me, it was just she assumed that I, like, why would you assume I deliberately took the dumbbells? I won't like take that. it back there. Yeah, the problem is that, like, I, I didn't, I, I don't know, I just. It was half between me not wanting to, like. No, I mean, you, you, you did the mature thing. I won't yeah. take it back. Eh? <laughs> the fact that yeah. she said, you know I was using them, that that for me is the... Yeah, I'm like... What, you can what, come with an attitude and say, yes, I was using them. Fine, okay, I'll, I'll take it back. 
Yeah, when you say you know, you what, know what, how like what, so what? I've been watching you all day at the gym. All, you, like I came here for you because you, you get what? you get so that that's what was pissing me off because I'm like, so is this person walking away thinking that like like what was this <laughs> this remember this this man be walking around thinking that there's paparazzi following them, imagine. Well, it is right. <clears throat> it's, Girl, it's, if you don't if you don't get back to and, and and to be fair, like I I even I I won't say I understand it sometimes, but you know, if you're very conscious about yourself and and all of that, you can. And to be fair, like people will look at like people look at people at gyms, like that's no, the thing. So, no, there is no, yeah, nothing, nothing requires her to say. You know, I was using them. Yeah, I, I, that, what does that mean? <laughs> exactly, in the gym where it's not your father's property, like it's, it's and it's like, yeah. Anyway, so so that happens. Like it's and, when like your brother at home takes your earphones and you say. You know, you know, I was in my earphones. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. We live in the same house, same brother, but this is a stranger. Yeah. Why yeah. should I know that isn't? What does that even mean? <laughs> anyway, so the point of the story I shared was kind of like in, in that moment, I was thinking about it. Like for like three more sets, I was just thinking about number one. Yeah. Okay. You know, what was my reaction to that? Why did I feel the way I felt? <laughs> Must have three more sets, love. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I was trying to figure out if my negative emotion was justified and number two if i misinterpreted the situation maybe technically someone was you know someone had every right to be a bit snippy at me like that yeah. but it wasn't just computing and when i realized that actually not my problem that said person is probably going through a tough day i'm not going to let this thing like ruin my my sense i i tried to continue the thing but then she then came to work out a bit close to where i was staying and i was like Anyway, I shall finish with that. I was just just went and got you myself. Ah, okay, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. I think I think that's a good, that's a good point because I think one thing that I thought about for that guy at the gym was I used like maybe this is one way I stopped digging. Was yeah. I just use and maybe that's what you're saying now is I just use am I losing by am I losing by continuing to think about this given that yeah. this is somebody who pro- might probably have life difficult. Yeah. Mansa was yes. I was like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in a way, I'm not going to lie, sometimes like you judge people as well because I'm not going to lie, you judge people by accident because there's certain people that I would look at that might give me attitude and you might take me longer to get over it. Yeah. Just yeah. based on how they look. Exactly. There's others that I'd be like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this person ain't worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is a bit sad because you're judging them based on how they look. But yeah, I guess one thing that will evaluate to stop digging is when they begin to lose. Mm. And lose might be when does it begin to not be worth it given that you only have a one-time interaction with this person. Mm. So perhaps the digging should never go too far when it's a stranger because you're losing anyway because there's nothing to sustain in that relationship because the yeah. relationship is absent. There's no connection yeah all right so anything you're dealing with is you're dealing with it on your own because they don't even know your feeling because they don't even know you and you don't even know them mm. so in that in that case you're probably just going to you shouldn't probably go past after the gym if you leave the gym leave everything at the gym and go and go yeah. um <laughs> funny thing is like in a situation like that where it's a stranger but repeated in instances because i'm probably going to run into this person yeah exactly because i'm going to say something that, like even the guy as well at the gym i said again yesterday in his red shirt <laughs> and yeah it just builds up it's funny because i can remember another thing from my childhood this one was a neighbor on the streets 
or someone on the streets. Like it's weird because right now, let me just say the full story and we will we, we, we'll try, try to wrap it up here. But they were friends of a friend, but I wasn't friends with them. And the first time I went to their house, they were kind of like mean and rude and like they had, she had an older brother that was just being an absolute lude dickhead and you know she kind of like continued that as well so i kind of like marked that house as an like a house that i would never go to again because i didn't really feel great when i was there but then their house was on a way to to like their house was on the way to something else so you'd always pass and usually play outside so then i'm riding my bike and you know you know that that's a house and this this is people you're familiar with but i just just saw you know and i think one day they were saying stuff at me when i was passing i said it's just this animosity just kept on building then we ended up going to the same secondary school and i would, I would always see the person i just have this negative pit in my stomach like ugh. and that went on till the brother graduated till i graduated the sister was still there and then one day in uni um oh my god <laughs> one, one day uni i find like it's uh when uh, one of my friends is a photographer and she's a model she ended up being a model right and so I'm helping my friend and then this is the model that day. And to be fair, like we had a very peaceful, like there wasn't anything. We just talked, like not that we talked, but we acknowledged each other. And in my head, I'm just thinking, yeah, this was someone that honestly for the life of me, I fall forever and ever. I'm just going to hate this person because of whatever thing. But in that moment, just like, honestly, I, I, when, I, when she walked into the room, I expected that same animosity. I was going to build up, but it's like maybe we both for a split second decided to be civil human beings and that just like disarmed everything from that point in time right where mm. you know all that feeling and it then puts the thing that was happening all the way up to childhood or whatever in a box like okay that was that moment and whatever caused it caused it so what's the point i'm trying to make here i guess sometimes small negative things can kind of like follow you where you would always you know it's not like i think about it every day but whenever the trigger is there it almost just brings everything, you know, back in that sense. And sometimes, I don't know, maybe those are the things that maybe it's sometimes worth thinking about those things so that, because you, like, you'd be weird if you're not self-aware enough to know that, oh, this is connected to something that's happened before. It can spiral is what I, I feel I'm trying to say here, where. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, Definitely. Definitely. It's a, it's, it's a long life quest, to be honest. One yeah. cannot master the self enough to become... Only a few men and women perhaps have achieved that in history. Only, but yeah, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Mm. It's hard. If we all knew ourselves, then we'll all be God, right? So... <laughs> um, yeah. And- I, th- I guess the other point I'll also add to that is, very briefly, is it's also good to perhaps understand positives as well understand because sometimes like some things make us happy but we don't even know what they are mm. so maybe it's also good to apply self-awareness to the the joyful part of our lives so you can repeat it so least. you can repeat it as well mm. um mm. because like i have this i have a friend who in my opinion needs to be, and I've told him this anyway, it's not serious, I'm, I'm, I'm gossiping about mm. him, but <laughs> needs to be more open mm. to find out more things that will make him happy, but he's trying to, I guess, mm. but I don't know if you can try harder, but then I feel like I don't know, 
if someone doesn't, if, if someone is trying to figure out, someone like myself trying to figure out themselves to know themselves better, how can I know them better than they know themselves? Is it possible? I don't even know if it's possible. So, because my point is, one of the I'm trying to encourage him to do is figure out, find loops of things that where joy might, might emerge from. Either mm. things that he knows already, mm. things that he doesn't know already. Because the truth is, in everything we do, what we don't know is always more important than what we know. Mm. Because what you know, you already know it. So it's not, it's important, but you already know it. Yeah. So what you don't know is more important. So finding out what gives you joy, pleasure, simple pleasures, doesn't have to be a joy that you post on Instagram, but just simple pleasures behind the screen. Mm. And knowing triggers, because for me, I figured out, I've, I'm, I'm figuring out that slowly now. I, I know one thing I, I like, one that gives me joy is recognition and praise. Like those, mm. for work I do, like those things for me go a long way. Mm. And just words of like, just me hearing you tell me, don't, when people compliment me, oh, you, you have a nice smile, that doesn't move me. But mm. if I do like some kind of report or talk, yeah. presentation, and then you like, oh yeah, this is good. That for me goes a long way because I know that I was doing that work to do the best I could do. Mm. Right? And those words, okay, yes, I'm on the right track. And so like, whenever I hear those things in little, in little ways, I don't shy away from that anymore. I'm like, I embrace it. I take it in. Mm. You know, so finding means of a way to know what makes you, what are the spots or the things that trigger your joy is also yeah. a good thing is my point. So not just bad things, not just things of annoyance at the gym, but also <laughs> even, even at the gym as well. And another example is like when people, um, like maybe like, maybe like you're at the gym and then somebody perhaps ask you a question or do something like yeah it's also like some something that gym also feel nice like okay like this is a stranger who we can just make a smile some with connection. in like five minutes no, it, it, yeah i think it's one of the things that yeah there's just a lot about the gym as well because even when you're, you're, you're sharing your you're alternating sets with someone like you know you walk up to them you ask them are you almost done and they're like oh no i still got a couple of sets and like oh, can i jump in with you and Essentially, you know, you don't, you know, there's no conversation happening, but you're yeah. just even, even that alternative, particularly if, if you have to change the weights, because one, one respectful thing that happens is, you know, if the person is lifting heavier than you, when they're done and you like, when they're switching with you, they would, they take, take off, off their yeah, weights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you, when you're done, you put the heavy weights back. Yeah, you yeah, don't have yeah, to like, yeah, so yeah. it's just one of those traits that, that happens, but there's a negative side of it. I, I don't like those that intrude and like, Okay, like if you maybe you're doing something in a bad form, like there's a way some people come and try to correct you that doesn't make any sense, you know, for me. Maybe there's an I mean, it to, is hard to be fair. And, yeah. and, and I know I'm doing gym, gym talk too much, but yeah. it's hard sometimes <laughs> because I see some people with bad form at the gym. Yeah. And I definitely want to say, oh, bro, just try this. But I'm like, can't be that guy. But also, <laughs> I've been that guy at the gym with bad form. Probably, I, probably, I, st I probably still am. And I and, actually, and, I would appreciate when somebody tells and, me because I've gotten tips and yeah. I'm like, oh, bless. Yeah. Do you know bless. why? Because, because sometimes when I, when I'm doing something or an exercise that I'm hoping I have good form, I'm, I'm almost trying to do it in the eyeline of someone that I know is like good or something. And so I'm hoping that, okay, if the person sees me doing it and doesn't say anything, 
then I'm doing this right. But sometimes the person <laughs> might be <laughs> the person might be thinking, well, you understand. So it's always yeah. like, how do you how do you make yourself approachable? Because so what I did was was one particular guy that I knew. He seemed like, and that's a funny thing also because some people might be heavy and all of that, but they, they're not doing things well because I've also been watching videos to identify what good form is sometimes. And some people that are heavy lifters at the gym, they don't have the greatest form. And form is yeah, always yeah. even also dependent on your own body physiology as well. So don't, yeah. so I, I, I'm always conscious of that. But there's one particular guy, um, he, rides, he rides his bike to the gym as well. So we park our bikes together sometimes, but we never really said hi. But at the gym, I know he doesn't say anything to me, but one day, I asked him a question. I'm like, hey, bro, like, I think I just asked him, I'm like, looking at me like, what, what, what muscles did you say I'm not working as hard? And then we had a whole conversation about that. And it was like, it really depends on all those sorts of things. But what then happened after that is like, every time at the gym that he sees me, I think last time I was doing an exercise, he walked up to me to say, okay, do it this way. Do you get Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. I mean, you've already broken that barrier. Yeah. Like the same for me as well. Like I'm, I'm at a gym friend introduced me to some other guy and the guy introduced me almost that guy made, almost made me faint at gym one day <laughs> because he gave me hard workouts and yeah. but whenever i finished i appreciated it and like the guy like whenever i saw the guy who will talk about my form and different yeah. exercises and stuff like that yeah um but anyway back to self-awareness <laughs> wrapping um, up the movies we watched i think i'll enjoy both movies i, enjoy, I encourage you guys to watch it okay. i for both movies i feel like i need to read the behind the scenes subtext or the just the subtext because yeah even person of being a wallflower i don't really understand mm-hmm. whether his auntie she did what uh, yeah she, well, she abused him oh she abused kid. him right yeah. oh i didn't know that yeah okay fair enough that explains it then <laughs> yeah. um but yeah I, yeah i did on uh not on a self-awareness p but I say, I don't know how I connected to the guy in a way. Not not hundred percent, but he was an interest because he's like it was actually weird because obviously the the girl was much older than he was because she was graduating when he it was, was a freshman. At, was so a that's freshman. probably about three two years, I think. Yeah, but I like how they never it wasn't a thing. It was, it was it was I don't know if you found that peculiar, but it wasn't. It wasn't even reference. Like it, it wasn't a particular any. Like it wasn't a reason. It was just a whole. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. But was it was it, no, was but it also fun? like he was not a normal freshman as well. He was advanced Heightened. mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they shared similarities in. I like the teacher Paul Rudd. Um, I never seen him in a scene a movie like that. So it was yeah, very, serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it was a beautiful. Oh, it was. It was beautiful. It was just a beautiful movie. And the 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 quotes that one of the quotes that stayed with me is that we accept the love we think we deserve. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that whole scene. Yeah, I recorded it. So, uh, no, actually, no, I'm not going to play it. We have the no, no. The problem is, it's gonna be the audio won't be great because I right, was right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I was going to say in the last episode you said something along the lines of yes, the conflict. how do you know? Yes, yes. You, well, you know, say that again. The question. I think the question was like. For someone that you connect with, you have a lot in common and you're in sync. Um, when what causes fights to happen still in that case, and how do you can you anticipate when at what point? Yes, I found yeah. the answer. Okay, please. so the answer I believe is because the more you know somebody, the more you talk to somebody, the more you engage in conversation, the more you get intimate, the more you realize how different you are. 
Mm. As simple as that. And the differences are the differences that need to be understood mm. and accepted and maneuvered against. Mm. And conflicts emerge when after differences have unfolded, You're differences never shift. Yeah. You're not using them to your no advantage, but you're not capitalizing. No, wrong word. You're not processing them. Maybe. Using them <laughs> yeah. appropriately. Yeah. So which is why even even with some people you meet, you're like, oh, we have a lot of things that come come on at the start. That's mm. often what you feel like. But one year later, <laughs> we are so different. That's so different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's funny because that also answers a question that, not question, but something that's bouncing around in my head because, you know, you see some couples and you're like, like, why are you two together? Because you're so largely different. But if you look beneath the surface, there are traits that might have matched early on in life, but as they've grown older and as, as life has happened and all of those things, you realize how very different they are. And because sometimes you on the outside, because they're also just interactivity for the first time, you kind of like know, okay, this is how to maneuver this situation or this is how to handle this. But with, with someone that you've essentially been with for a long time, it's hard to take that approach. And so it's something I'm thinking about and trying to, I guess, you know, when, when the time comes, will I remember these things? Because a lot of time, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the uh, thing about. Do you know what I do to that? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But what I do is I save playlists. I save notes. I've got, I've got a place on YouTube that says relationships. Yeah. I've got notes on my notion that it's about the stuff of life on my, my phone as well. Because you're right. Would you remember? No. But the hope is that you save these things that strike you, things that you mm. learn that strike you as useful now, but also in the future. Yeah. Hoping that, again, you stumble upon it and yeah. you remember why you saved it. And you remember the lesson when you watch it again or read it again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm talking to Zola and like the person has this interesting thing they do, which I find very fascinating is that they can recall specific things in conversations that you have with them quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And it's, it's, it's scary because to be fair, like I, I felt like I was someone that remembers details, but I feel like I've, I've, I haven't grown lazy, but I've hacked my way around it where I might not remember specifics, but I remember the general sense of something. So I might not be factually correct, but thematically yeah, that was, and... That was my ex too. I couldn't yeah, do anything. Yeah. And... But the issue with that is sometimes if you're someone, someone's forget... Sorry, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But yeah, you're about to make the same point I'm about to make. But it's like... So sometimes I reference something and... I've mixed up the scenarios. I've mixed up where it happened. And then the person sort of like, you know, addresses and clarifies it. And I'm like, it's helpful that you're doing this, but I feel so s like seen, but not in, <laughs> in like the entirely like, oh, like, oh, this person sees me. It's almost like this vulnerability and this sort of like lack of even a space where you can just like keep yourself and say, okay, this is sort of, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't processed no, the thought. No, but you know what is yeah. as well is that yeah. if you're talking to some, if what you have with that person is mostly verbal audio conversations, yeah, the memory sticks more to that. Yeah. If you're talking to them more, if you're combining verbal audio conversations with real life interactions, mm. then they have many, much more information to have to store in their head. 
so maybe so, so i think they it's likely that they it can, it's easier for them to store more now because it's mostly verbal audio verbal yeah yeah to be but, fair to be fair but when you're talking and you go out you're in person you're going from home to restaurant to whatever there's so many from variables or not variables there's so much more information pieces to, of yeah yeah strings of things to perceive and digest mm. and take in that mm. okay okay it, i can vibe it, it then gets harder all right true uh, which is actually less, less easy yeah which is where i excel a bit more i think i excel a bit more in actually no and then, some no, that's that's why I said no because somebody someone was calling me two MB because I don't like I think I throw away a lot of information I don't think is super. If important. you're two MB, what would they call me? Damn. <laughs> yeah, which I, when the person was calling me, I'm a floppy like, disk then. <laughs> floppy disk for us, um, our Gen Zs on the podcast. You know what that is? Do you know what a floppy disk? I'm is? sure everyone knows what floppy disk is. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised about things that people don't know. I mean, if you're an American, Ooh, maybe not, but maybe Nigeria not, yeah. we were behind. Oh, diskettes. <laughs> for then. Oh, I, okay. Let's wrap up the episode here. So, you know, I'm so very much disconnected with the new, the generation alpha and whatnot. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I don't understand, number one, the things they watch, the games they play. Ah, everything yes. has become... We are now old, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, everything has become... And, so com- even, and even watching that movie made me realize I'm old, but continue. The so, perks of being yeah, a wallflower. Yeah. So, my nine-year-old nephew plays this, this is thing called Roblox. And I don't even know, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't even know what it is. And sometimes they're on YouTube watching, like, someone else do the thing. Like, the graphics are shit. Like, I don't even want, I'm just looking, I'm like, why are you so engaged in this? Like, I don't even understand what's going on right now. And then, even regular games, like Formula One or whatnot, the approach to it, because there's now all this, you can talk to your friends, the whole online yeah. thing. It's just this whole world, and I'm like, I... I'm lost, but obviously their parents kind of like understand because obviously you've, I guess it's funny because I feel like their parents, although they're a lot older than I am, I feel like they understand way more about all of these things than I do because I haven't had to interact with this. And yeah, maybe um, it's also the everyday factor as well. The, yeah. No, but you are right. Fundamental way you're saying is right. We are now old is the answer. <sighs> like they're still playing the same PlayStation, but bro, like, Honestly, last I tried to, last time I tried to play PlayStation, I was confused. Like so many, like I, to be fair, and I remember those days when you know when you're you know your pad and you can almost blind you with your eyes closed. Once the game loads, you can do it and set it up. Like you can just click, 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 click and stuff, bro. Like I was playing, was was it? Um, was it? My, it was Call of Duty. This was last year. I was just looking at the screen. I didn't even want to press. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those uh, these the new games like Fortnite, etc. There's just too much to do, um, which in a way makes people like it better because it feels much more engaging. Like control. it's yeah, um, nah, bro. Like I just I just want to press start and press X and press break and all of those things. Like, but in all seriousness, though, we're we're getting old. We're now old, and let me say this to anybody who's probably listening, who's below twenty five. If you're listening, hmm. when I watched Perks of Being a Wallflower. And this yeah. is probably my last entry for this podcast. Mm. When I saw Charlie go through the emotions with his friends and fall in love with Sam. Sam. And seeing Sam's brother navigate him being gay 
and just looking at that high school dynamic and and I, and I, and, I, and I saw the entire college struggle of beginning university and mm. I saw them leaving home for the first time leaving their friends having to say goodbye and I saw even Sam you no know, Sam um Charlie's the girlfriend he went for mm. how she moved um, from him to a different guy in it after being heartbroken for like 2 seconds I just saw this right here is youth this right here is youth like making mistakes major life stones major milestones that seem like it's my entire world changing strong ass emotions thinking each person you meet in that formative year of your life is perhaps Best. somebody you cannot live without i just mm. thought this is the beautiful youth right because as mm. an adult you just know too damn much <laughs> it's taken away your innocence is gone you've and the, and the other the other as well is like in those moments of being a, a young person going to university or living in university, whatever it is, you just, at that point, like you, you, you don't even know that people you're probably leaving behind are going, to, are going to fundamental to your life story or they'll be insignificant to your life story. Like you just don't realize the impact of those moments in your life 10 years later. Because I'm, I'm looking at it now 10 years later, I'm thinking, I wish I could go back and do things differently. Like, <laughs> a lot so I guess what I'm just trying to say is if you are I don't think anybody listening to this is in university but if you are in university I don't think so but if you are in university <laughs> you'd be surprised there is more to life than you bloody think like life, life is not about partying <laughs> the friends you make are super important relationships you make are super important but what's most important amongst everything I learned from that movie is you're nothing but potential and one day that'll be gone so you, you better know that that'll be gone one day and, to, and once, once you're an adult nobody cares about you <laughs> nobody gives a shit about you once you're an adult so enjoy your potentialness because everyone will see that and accept all your mistakes and make all those mistakes now because once you're an adult again I repeat Nobody gives a damn about you except those who you form and carry along from those years. That's it. Yeah. I don't know if that was good or bad. <laughs> I don't know how that sounded, but <laughs> I just don't know. When I was watching that movie, I just got a nostalgic feeling of youth. And boy, would I do some things differently if I could go back? No, not much. Just a few things. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the thing I'll cap that off with is, um, and to really like put a pin in this as well is, so someone, just the same thing you're sharing, someone tweeted something recently that, you know, um, don't waste your youth because obviously the youth is when you have a lot of variability to like try different things that, you know, once you're much later in life, like it's harder to try new things. You can't really learn new things, just that whole vibe. And I, I don't know how much I completely subscribe to that because like i get i like i get the sentiment of it and i get the vibe of it and i get the fact that you have to to sort of like make the most of the time you have but you remember growing up when they would say oh you know prepare all of this thing you have much time to do things later on and stuff like i i don't know like even what you've just said right now i don't 
I feel like anybody hearing it will hear it. I don't know how much that changes what people eventually. It won't. I know it won't because if yeah. I heard what I just said when I was eight, I'm like, I'll forget this you, guy, baby. You just the young pucks. Oh my god. Oh my god. Bro, I'm I'm not lying. It's it's it's, it's for real. It's the truth. It's but the I, truth. I had to just say it still. I know. I know. Right? It's the truth. I was, but, I was no, once young and teenager, so I, I know. No, I, I just do. Why I'm raising this point is that we're also in the stage of life now where there are people that have gone way ahead of where we are right now, and they're making certain. There are people saying certain things. Like, again, the person that tweeted this thing I'm talking about. Oh, but about now I'm listening now. Yeah, but let me the, the the thing about listening now is that like you're listening now and doing what like because so somebody says oh don't waste your youth and whatnot or fall in love now or do all of these things now no, like you're no, listening no. yeah that, that's that was that, a separate that, okay that's telling me nothing don't waste your youth okay what do you mean by that that's yeah. telling me nothing but i'm saying i'm listening to those who have stuff to tell me yeah no for sure for sure and the same it's topics right. but just have things to say yeah yeah, no, so for sure, I think it's why we go out seeking things because there are things I'm learning every day about what to do and decisions to make. But, you know, sometimes it also feels like, oh, but what if I had started doing this or had this perspective earlier? You know, there's that paralysis that comes with, well, I didn't start before. There's no point in starting now. And people just saying, just start. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's one thing that I thank God I do not subscribe. I know I've learned to avoid because... One thing I learned about three years ago was, so I think I was telling somebody something, I can't remember what it was, somebody, a friend of mine in Nigeria, and, and she said, oh yeah, but I should have started this thing a long time ago, so now what's the point mm. in starting it now? I'm like, okay, well, you're right, but think about it this way. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think the target was some, something about her being, doing something before she got to 30 years old, and then she was 27. Mm. And then we were talking about, like, look, in three years' time, you're 30 anyway. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. The time will pass. That is constant. Yeah. Now, even though you've lost four years, you can gain three years in the next three years. Mm. Or you can gain, or you can lose seven years. Yeah. But the point is, the years will become seven eventually. Yeah. So, it depends on what it is, of course. But in that kind of scenario, the time will always pass. And you can either do the thing anyway and gain the total time minus the time you've done or, or lose time. total yeah. time so final thing we promise is that this is something i'm still learning i'm not saying this as a strategy that works but for me i think <clears throat> something that also stops people or stops me let me speak for myself stops me from doing certain things sometimes is when i focus too much on the destination of the altitude right it's like when you're starting a bike ride if you're so if you're so focused on the fact that, ah, this morning I need to ride 200 kilometers, bro, you never do it. There's, there's as much, I'm going to ride 200 kilometers that is going to get you to set that goal in the first place. But once you get on that bike, the point is not the 200K. The point is sort of like the next 25K, the next 10K, or just even the process of going through that whole process. And what, I, what, I'm going, what I'm saying here is that I think sometimes, or what has helped me a lot of times when it comes to big decisions or making certain big life changes is that the moment I can set the goal, I take my eyes off of 
what's like I stopped thinking so much about the end point and focus on the journey. Because at the end of the day, we've said this in many other places, is the journey, the journey is where the juice is, you know. Um, but in this world that we are, what people can spot and talk about a lot of times and what seems more mass appealing is that destination thing. But sometimes destination can be scary. If you want to do certain things and you've not started at a time when everybody starts, you know, it's if it can feel mighty. But you know start from somewhere and focus on the journey i feel like that's for me it has helped me make certain steps even if it's steps that i should have started way earlier and even if sometimes you might not end up getting to that destination but the thing about going on a path is that it opens up more pathways you understand and you're shortchanging yourself when you don't take a path because you don't think the one destination you can see at the moment you will get there Right. So for me, I think I always try to remind myself, and I'm saying this now so that when I'm listening back to this episode, <clears throat> it's me talking to myself, is that whatever path it is, just just start it because you don't know where it's going to lead to. And for me, in the last like three or four years, there have been moments where I've just made like I've thought about things and like, ah, it's a long process, but I'm like, okay, let me just do the thing that feels the easiest to do at the moment and start. And then you just notice more different kinds of doors opening. But it's still something I have to remind myself in because in some areas, it's a lot easier to do. This gyming story, I started gyming in 2019 and I started and COVID happened and then that just made it a bit more difficult and I stopped. But I kept remembering that I liked how I felt when I did all of that, all of those things. But I never really, you know, I'll start and stop. I was only doing like one day a week and all of those things. But then, you know, this year, I'm like, you know what? It's like, you can't just keep wishing you had you had continued so that you'd be where you want to be you understand so just start going to the gym yeah and i started and i was more deliberate about it i've been more deliberate tracking it although i'm on you know even so before when i go to my sister's place i still went when i get to your place i'm going to go i know this week was my cycling week so i've not necessarily been going to the gym and all of that but anyways the point is i don't know just start just do it nike says it whatever whatever the end because if we keep going we'll keep going but yeah, um, we won't do so much of a recap or wrap up and thank yous here because there's going to be a dedicated episode to that talking about obviously the Yellow Peel Junkie campaign, who won it, who the lucky winners are and what's next. By the time we're recording, the next time we're going to be recording, me and Wally are going to be in the same space. So looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, thanks guys for the last six, five months. We're in month six already. This year is already halfway gone. Whatever it is, man. And my theory still stands, and I'll shut up here. But I don't know why I said this too, that <clears throat> the person sort of disagreed about the whole thing about how years feel shorter because it's a smaller percentage of your entire life. When you ask a kid, years feel shorter or blend into each other because 365 days compared to what you've already lived is a small portion or it keeps becoming a smaller portion which is why when you ask a kid oh, that's interesting yeah when you ask a kid to sit down for two hours that's crazy but as an adult ah, okay. yeah, yeah, two yeah. hours it's still the same length of time but because what you have to compare it with is a lot more so it's a very small fraction of that which is when the bible says a thousand days or whatever feels like a second to god like in one way, yes, it's because he's more and he's mighty and all those things. In other ways, like, if you think of someone that's always existed from the start of time, that's 
for small, small that fraction of time that seems like a lot in comparison to the rest of your life to be fair to the other person it's just one of those things ask a kid to sit down for 30 seconds for you get i'm just because I'm, I'm when you this i think this is why it's good to be around not just your peers but on other sides as well because you then start to see certain things right um and it helps you understand things better but anyways I, i'll end it there thanks guys enjoy the rest of your week i need to go and edit this right now Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Toby. Catch you later. Yes, boss. And now, a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast. Now, we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites, it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions. So, regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five-star rating and review if you like this episode. Also, be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Pill Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Pill underscore Pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again, folks. Thank you for taking Yellow Pill with us today. I'm your co-host Wally as always. And right next to me is Toby. And we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, peace and love people. Peace and love.